gentlemen recording is done i started the bonus episode uh because i know sebastian you have like 10 to 15 minutes before you have to get back to work yeah i got 10 10 minutes before i have to look presentable that's all good and then uh, and kenny i know you've got a busy day as well i'm sitting here like we're we're heading to berlin tomorrow so i there's no dinner being cooked or anything so yeah i love living in europe for that reason hop on a train and head to berlin just because you can yeah. yeah, but you know what you don't get? You don't get Ole the goalie, so, I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. plus and minus is that. true. That's true. <laughs> oh, damn. That, you, you, you just didn't let the sword sit in there, man. You had to twist it. No. Huh? Yeah, uh, I put it in my pocket, but not very deep. <laughs> I, was, oh, man, I was upset when uh, Stefan reached out to me, and he's like, hey, did you see what the, the news is? And I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, Ole the goalie is going to be here. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I think he saw me wear Kolzig's uh, jersey to one of the Mustangs games once. Because um, the Mustangs jersey that I had, I ended up giving to the uh, oh the boy behind the bench. Um, who's always uh, chirping the goalies. A lot of fun. Um, uh, he's always wearing his Boston jersey. So I brought my Mustangs jersey because, you know, I bought a goalie jersey like in 15, 16 season. And uh, was never going to wear it at that point because I – jacked my knee up again um so i gave it to him and he gave me the cowbell and then uh we actually never saw each other after that because we didn't know that the playoffs weren't going to be held in ogden <laughs> so um, <laughs> then i left so yeah and then they were held in noco and i think brandon and i just talked about this uh brandon price the uh the noco eagles broadcaster uh, he was just on our last episode where me, him, and Michelle built a uh, Mountain Division USPHL Dream Team. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one, um, you know, uh, I put in stipulations to prevent me from stocking up on Mustangs and Michelle from stocking up on Bulls. And and I knew Brendan was going to be pretty, uh, you know, um, fair across the rounds, but, you know, prevents him from loading up on Eagles. And yep. uh, it was a fun episode. We we had a lot of we all picked very very different teams, so uh, it made the episode way more interesting than I thought it'd be. Um, in terms of like, I thought we'd all be picking the same people. We went with very very different rosters uh, with the stipulations in, that were set. And yeah, I uh, Brendan, why, why did I bring that up? <laughs> this is the old guy problem right here. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah, I forgot where I brought Brendan up, but I brought Brendan into this for a reason. Oh, I don't know. It was about the Kolzig thing and stuff. I don't. Getting old sucks, guys. Don't do it. Well, you do it, you know, because it doesn't happen. It sucks, but yeah, I don't know how to fix the old guy thing. Your brain starts yeah. to wander. I think it's that, and probably the broken heart that you can get to see Oli, but yeah, it is big part of it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what it was. It was the Mustangs thing with the, the guy um, who I gave the jersey to and he gave me the cowbell. And the, the Mustangs didn't get the host because Noko did because based off percentages, they had the better record last year. Um, and it was like the only team that didn't allow fans that season. So I'm like, what's the point? Like, there's no home field advantage, so to speak, home ice advantage when there's no fans in the crowd. It was disappointing because once, uh, once I knew they were – because I thought we were hosting them. Like, we were excited. And yeah. uh, and then it came out that they were going to NOCO. And I'm like, can't even drive there because they're not allowing fans in the building. So right. Like, I remember literally uh, talking to my buddy because we both thought we'd be going to the Stangs playoffs. Um, and 
he's like, why would they hold it in an arena that's not allowed to have fans? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, it, who does that benefit? Uh, right. I under, yeah. In concept, I understand the number one ranked team based off the system hosts, but wouldn't you want to have, even as an Oko player, wouldn't you still want to have fans in the crowd, even though they might be cheering against you? Or maybe your fans could actually drive there and actually see you play live. Yeah, it was disappointing, but yeah, COVID was a weird year. Really, yeah. really weird year. But yeah. had a lot of fun at the games last year, even though it was limited capacity. Because um, I, I figured the Rowdy Row not only was, that, in my opinion, the best spot in the arena to kind of hang out and watch the games, um, as long as they let you and Nick walk by and, you know, didn't inhibit your, <laughs> your yeah. focus. Um, yeah. But, yeah, also you got to be away from the crowd. And right. during COVID time, I wasn't hating that. Right. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, Sebastian, you're quiet. You're prepping to go back to work, eh? Yeah, mentally preparing for <laughs> trying to finish up end of year, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, so you guys are going back um, at the EOJHL starting back up, yeah? Yeah, we're starting back up on the 31st, and um, we're actually having – I wouldn't really call it outdoor practice, I guess. We're allowed to be outdoors, so we're, we're going down the outdoor rink. We rented some ice and just kind of get the boys back on the ice, get their feet moving because of our schedule, if, unless it's changed, we're coming out of a month break right into a game the first day we're allowed to play. So, oh, man. Um, yeah, no practice time. So, you know, we, we've asked the boys to stay active, and we have, you know, a personal trainer who's doing Zoom workouts and stuff with them. But, uh, you know, as there is on every team, you got those guys who have never really been the – the workout guys, so uh, you know, there's a few that you know going right into a game is probably gonna be a little rough for them. So uh, it, it's honestly gonna be like game one all over again, but you know, in a battle for first right off the hop. So it's gonna be fun, but uh, it's gonna be uh, it's definitely gonna be an interesting. That was the Chris Neal's outdoor rink, yeah. Yeah, so we were there um, last week, last weekend. Um, it was pretty chilly. Just kind of had a quick you know pickup game with the boys. It was kind of nice to see everybody. Um, and now this week we're going to, and I'm going to, you know, put this on quote, the greatest outdoor rink in Canada, which is the Carp Ontario outdoor rink. Um, going out there, you know, to rip around with the boys and do some skills. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how much help I'll be on the skills department, but uh, that's okay. I'll still go there and have fun with the boys. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the Ontario lockdowns, man. I'm, Oh, those are getting rough. They got to stop, man. Yeah, yeah. well, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's it's the worst part about it is when players, we have a lot of players that will leave and, you know, go to the States to play, which is good for them, right? They're moving on. They're, they're finding somewhere else to play. But for us, it sucks just because, you know, we're, you know, we're in the middle of a season. There's really a three-way battle at the top of our division for first place. And um, because of all these stoppages, players feel the need that they have to leave. Like, they, you know, they started the season, they're happy where to be, but then they have to to make a, a, you know, a mid-season close-to-playoff decision to leave um, just so they can play hockey. And, I mean, I don't blame them at all. Um, the situation that they're in, I, I, at that age, I'd want to be playing hockey as well. So it's not a bad thing, but, you know, for us, it just kind of sucks that these sometimes you – know, I, I get why we're shutting down all that to a point, but then there's certain points, too, where, you know, certain hockey or sports organizations are – Labels, you know, what they call here in Ontario elite, so they can continue playing. But you know, other organizations aren't elite in the eye, the eyes of Doug Ford, so we don't get to continue to play. I don't trust Doug Ford's opinion on anything. Uh, I mean, I mean, if, if yeah, 
<laughs> he's good at shoveling snow with a you know a child's shovel. I don't know if you saw that in the news. No, I didn't. Uh, he went out and uh, during the worst storm and uh, you know did a live interview on TV while he was driving his car uh, from his cell phone. So that was good. Uh, picked up a stranger without wearing a mask, got in his car, drove him somewhere, and then got this like roadside assistant shovel and started trying to shovel people out. I'm like, first of all, if you know for publicity you're gonna go shovel people out, bring a full size shovel, not a child's shovel. Um, so he just got torn apart for that. So. It just makes me laugh when people are like, that's the reason why you don't get to play hockey, because this guy's decision. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a little bitterness, but it is what it is. God. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, um, eventually I think we'll end up back, and I'm, I'm targeting, again, Vancouver, but um, we're probably going to end up in Ontario, let's be honest. And, uh, you know, that's where the bulk of my wife's opportunities will be. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping at that point uh, the premier has had a change of hands. I hope. That's all I can hope for. I think you have a 99% chance. Oh, good. Thank God. Um, but I know you got to head out, uh, Sebastian. I don't know if, Kenny, you got to roll. Are you two still with oh. me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I am. Okay. Yeah, you broke up a little bit. Okay. Um but yeah, I figure. Um, yeah, I know Sebastian, you got to roll, Kenny. I don't know if you have to. If you want to hang out for a few more minutes, if not, no big deal. Uh, we can wrap up this bonus episode and let you both get on with your day. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. I've got a meeting I'll, here in four minutes, so. Okay. Well, thanks for having me, Sebastian. Yeah, I'll definitely stay on for a couple minutes with you. Cool, awesome. All right, see you, Sebastian. Right, well, have fun at work. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, and Kenny. Thanks again <laughs> for hopping on. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, fellas, have a great day. See you, you soon. Man. See ya. Bye. You're clicking. I can hear you clicking, buddy. All right, well, I think Sebastian's still on, Kenny, but he, <laughs> 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 he might have just walked away from his computer. I don't know. I think he, I, I kept hearing him click it. Um, but, uh, no, it was really fun having you on, man. I know we've been trying to get um, – it, it's – it's been a hectic COVID season. We had Nick on, uh, I want to say last February or March or April. We had Nick on. Then we had, like I said, a few of the boys on, um, Jack and Tucker and, and Stanford. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been it, – it's been it was a blast going to the games live last year. Um, was definitely disappointed. Was leaving Ogden for that reason alone because it's kind of become my team – um more so even covering them all the time and getting to sit there and interact as minimal as you could during covid because there was really not much interaction to be done during covid uh based off all the protection and the rules and, and regulations in place but uh yeah it, it seems like it's a good good vibe there in ogden and um moving forward it'd be nice to see what the what some of the uh guys who are going to age out do with their with their hockey careers and, and, and so forth, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Endlessly working on that as well, trying to find these guys' spots where they fit in. And, you know, uh, I, I think we'll have a good handful of them commit NCAA D- Division three. But, you know, you just – it's hard, right? You're playing the waiting game, seeing what they do with their Tier 2 prospects and, yep. you know, if those kids commit or not. And then, you know, from there you kind of see what's left available and, and what kid would fit what role the best. So that's kind of the process through, you know, January through March that we, that we deal with. And 
trying to make sure these kids are comfortable with their decisions. Yeah, because it, it's a big decision. I mean, it's, a, it's the next biggest step in their life. And obviously, if they want to keep playing hockey, that's um, which most people I, I, it's very rare to meet someone who plays hockey that doesn't want to be involved in the hockey world anymore at some level, even if they can't play like I was never that good of a player um, ever. Um, you know, I just wasn't. But I was always passionate about the goaltending position and being a goalie. Um, sometimes it, like my injuries, like one after the other, really, they're, they're a damper. Like you were mentioning, uh, the days of the concussion, like I've been knocked out cold as a goalie. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and have had a concussion. Um, my most, most recent concussion, I think, was 2013, 2014. Um Playing in England, I got knocked out during practice. Um, we had a, one guy who shot on the team. He was uh, out of Slovakia. God, this guy's shot was unreal. I've never been scared of a shot in my life, and I was terrified of what would happen if he ever hit me in the head. And fortunately, I don't remember what happened when he hit me in the head. Um, I just remember coming too. <laughs> so, um, and having like power like tattooed to my forehead because it blew out my blood vessels in my in my forehead in the and power spelled backwards uh, for three days at work i got asked a lot of questions of what was on my forehead um, yeah oh my gosh but yeah he's the the guy had a wicked shot um but yeah, the injuries, like for me as a goalie, I had repeated groin injuries. And as a goalie, a groin injury is like, what are you going to do? Like, uh, there's not much you can do there. And it was from knee injuries, groin injuries. Um, the hand injuries are no problem if, uh, like, I got my finger busted up once uh, stopping a shot um, from another guy out of Boston, actually. Um, but as long as no one hits you there during practice you're fine <laughs> right right slippery <laughs> yeah. slope uh, yeah it, it really is but to stay involved in hockey at some level you know like, like you you found the coaching route and for me i just coaching was never my big deal like even in canada um i did a little bit of goalie coaching um just because people knew i was a goalie and they wanted me to spend time like focusing on their goalies on their team i think it was like uh i don't know they, they were like 12 years old and my yeah. my co-workers like hey come out to my um my team's games and practices and, and work with the goalie he's got some i think he's got some issues and <laughs> it wasn't the goalie it was the team and i figured that out watching the f- one period of them play in a game and i'm like okay everybody wants to be Sidney crosby no one wants to be eric carlson that's what i'm saying yeah and uh, three on O's constantly, and I'm like, uh, what's what's the kid gonna do? He did what he could, um, but that's really it for me with coaching. And yeah, me and my buddy always talked hockey, so I eventually ended up in the, the hockey podcast world. COVID kind of forced that hand because everyone was going nuts at the beginning of COVID, and um, you didn't know what was gonna happen at all because um, you were in Austin at that time. Right, and that's when the season got cut short. Yep, yep. In March, that's when our season got cut short, right before playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's playoffs got cut out right there, out from under them. Um, it was a weird and kind of a scary time at that point. Now I look back and I'm like, eh, knowing what I know now, we should have just <laughs> with it. But uh, it was definitely new for our generation to have to go through something like that. Um, 
I don't even think my grandparents had to go through that, truthfully. Um, they went through other things, though, so it's not like they had it easy. They had world wars and stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit different. But, yeah, yeah I think uh, eventually after, like, six, seven months of just being in quarantine, I brought it back up to my buddy, and I'm like, I got to do the – uh, we got to do the podcast, man. He's like, all right, well, he's like, I'll co-host it. But he's like, I, I don't have the, I was working a different job at that time and it really didn't take up any of my evening time. And his job basically consumed his life like my previous job did. So um, I was like, dude, yeah, I'll build it. I'll come up with the name, everything. And when I started up, he's like, wait, what is it called? I'm like, it's going to be pigeonhole hockey. He's like, why the hell did you call it pigeonhole hockey? I'm like, you know how many names I came up with that were taken? I said this was yeah. like my I said this was like one of my like 15 choices, but then when I started designing it, the logo and everything, I'm like, okay, I'm totally going with pigeonhole. Right. And he hated it the whole time. <laughs> he hated the name. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, eventually uh, his timings became too busy and uh, moved on with Sebastian and Ben as the main co-host and and brought Michelle on. She's a very passionate Pueblo Bulls fan, um, and she has a, the podcast of Bulls Ice with, that she does with Rev89 and such, and, um, you know, having her and Brendan on that episode, uh, doing our dream team build for the Mountain Division, uh, it was really cool to get their takes and, and why they picked different players. I think uh, Michelle, it, it made her die inside to pick anybody from the Eagles and the Mustangs, Um She's a dis- deep dislike for for both, <laughs> and uh, and um, Brendan was just really good with the players he picked. I was really like uh, he went with like Falzer and Yersillo and such, and um, very detailed answers as to why. And Falzer had made my list at one point, um, but uh, I put in strict I put in strict stipulations for a reason because uh, yeah. it's so easy to stock up on the the players you want instead of the um, you know, once you hit that six-person match, you're like, well, I've got to cut somebody. Right. And then I, I reached out to both of them. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do an even distribution. I'm going five, 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 four. Like, one team's going to have four. The other teams are going to have five. I'm not going to do the max of six for any one team, even Ogden. I'm just going to distribute five across the board and then uh, – because there's 24 players allowed. So and then one team down to four. So I think which would uh, – Provo struggling this year, so their stats hurt them. But – um. They still have, I think, a pretty decent talent there on Provo. And uh, even as of now, I was watching Higgins. His, I think in the last few games, the kid's like starting to light it up. Um, he's had the talent all year. But, again, I think the Provo system's been struggling this year. But, um, but yeah, you know, we'll see where they go moving forward. Uh, they're not having a, a renewal last year like they – or this year like they did last year. Um Last year, second half of the season. I remember going to the games in the first half of the season with you guys. And beginning of the season, when we were playing Provo, I was excited. End of the season, when we were playing Provo, I I got my beers early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were tough in the end of the, the second half of that season. You're absolutely right. They definitely were. They were a great opponent for that second half. And, yeah, the, the boys last year was a really uh, interesting – Interesting group of guys last year, and it was great to see. What is it? We had 14 guys come back this year, yeah? Uh, I, I would have to double-check the number. I think that's the number. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I have the, have the roster in front of me here. so. Because um, I think uh, Parker would have probably been included in that initial thing, because he did re- – uh, but what, he's injury. Uh, his 
he had injuries or something from what I hear on the broadcast. 15. Looks like 15 or so. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a hell of a return for a junior team. And, uh, you know, a lot of great talent we brought back this year. Really? Well, yeah, what you guys are doing down there is awesome. Um, thank you. It's, uh, it's really, really fun to watch. I love the jerseys this year. Um, I wasn't a fan of the jerseys last year. It just wasn't. Um, I like my Mustangs, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, it was Sebastian. Not Sebastian. It was um, Stefan. I think he came on the episode, I think, early December. And he's like, I think it's time you re-rank the USPHL's ep- uh, the jerseys. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even rank for you last year. I'm like, no, they didn't. They With, with the teams that we had in the league, I said – I said I love the Mustangs, but the compared to the jerseys that were out there, the Mustangs didn't rank in my top 20 for that episode last year. Where this year they were, I think they finished seventh for me. Uh, but overall, between of all of us rating, Ogden ended up second out of the USPHL. Um, wow. Yeah, I think the only one that beat them was uh, I picked Minnesota number one. Minnesota Moose, I love their jerseys. Uh, they were number one for me, but who finished number one? I have to think about it, but. Um, yeah, they got some but, cool colors. Yeah, I like them. Um, yeah, me and Sebastian really liked them. Uh, our guest, Aaron Zanuzzi, um, who's a part of the Indigenous Hockey Research Network, um, he did not like the jerseys so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember who finished one. It wasn't the Florida Everblades. I can't remember who it was uh, who finished number one. But, yeah, I really, really like Ogden's jerseys this year because um, it's uh, Ogden and Noko – um, had the same jersey provider, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess he's an ex, uh, I guess from what Brendan was saying, he's an ex uh, junior player from NOCO? Yep. That's cool. Yeah. They, they know how to make good looking jerseys because those are beautiful, beautiful jerseys. They do. They do for sure. We, we love supporting that kid. He, he makes a great product. So. Yeah, no, they look absolutely sick. And I saw um, uh, Nick's tweet. I think Nick tweeted it. U.S. was it UPS? I don't know. There was a jersey problem where the jerseys were misplaced or something by UPS or FedEx or something. Because um, I saw his tweet go out <laughs> asking for someone to respond, saying, "How do you just lose this? Pra- what you know? The package got lost." And they're like, "No, no, we need our jerseys." Um, yeah, that was bad. That was our jerseys from last year. We still never got them back. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Yep, they lost 20 jerseys, just and all they did was reimburse us the money we paid to ship them. That's Joke, so. Yeah, the amount of things I've had lost, I've moved like the, I've moved so much at this point in my life that, um, in fact, the one thing that I had movers steal, because I'm gonna call them steal, I've had movers steal a lot of things in eight, nine moves, um, but one of the things that they stole that I still can't get over to this day is I had a cardboard cutout of uh, Cujo um, from the old uh, gardens or whatever there in Toronto. Um, it was a Gatorade advertisement, but um, I won the bidding war on it back in like 2012, 2011. And uh, it was a hard item to get. I spent like a few hundred bucks on it. And uh, cause it's a one-off item. There was the only one ever, you know, available. Right. And uh, it's from their time in the 90s. And uh, and when I left England, uh, it just didn't arrive in Utah. And 
and then you try to argue with the shipping company and they're like, well, you have to provide the value of what it's worth with the, you know, documented. I'm like, it was purchased off eBay. It's worth what I paid for plus more because it's a one-off item. Right. Uh, and I never got any money for it. Um, but yeah, um, it's too That's bad. So it is. But um, yeah, what you guys are doing is pretty awesome. And uh, excited to see how the rest of the season goes. Um, you guys like that? Uh, what was it the Boston Showcase? That was impressive. The the four game sweep of those teams. That, that when I saw the competition that you guys were going to be up against, I'm like, this is a tough schedule. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I was really, really happy with the way that the guys carried themselves throughout the whole weekend, and to walk away with not not only some success, you know, complete success. Yeah. It was great to see, and it definitely brought our guys closer together. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. I was really impressed with the way they performed uh, at the Boston series, and then, uh, yeah, even this uh, this showcase series this past weekend. Um, you know, getting the bulk of the points there. Uh, really, really good games. Really good games. The San Diego game was awesome. Um, and then who did we play on Saturday? We, we did San Diego. We did San Diego on Friday night. Ontario. Ontario, yeah, I love, I like Ontario's jerseys. Of course, yeah, I, it's I just like the, cool. yeah, they're sharp. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a Vegas. good game. Yeah, Vegas was was tough. They're uh, they've definitely improved from the start of the season when we had them in exhibition. Oh yeah, they got a lot of different ads, and uh, they just they're starting to structure themselves a little bit better for sure. They were they were very competitive. That was a good game back and forth. I mean we. Kills us that we outshoot them by two, two and a half, and you know we're just scratching and clawing to get the overtime. Yeah, and yeah, because I'd watch them because I watch all the Mountain Division games, and I'd watch them. I think they were in Utah the night before, and I'm like, wow, they have really and they've really stepped up since the beginning of the season. Yeah, because in the preseason, um, those are some pretty you know dominating wins by Ogden, and. Uh, you know, you kind of in the back of your mind expecting that same team to show up. But when I saw them face off against Utah, I want to say it was the night before on Friday night or Saturday night. Um, I'm like, OK, this is a different team. This is a completely different team. And, uh, yeah, they, their system's working. And, yeah, they were really impressive to watch them uh, with with you all on, on Sunday. And uh, we got the late goal, right, to tie it up because I think it was Herrera got the late goal to tie it. Yeah, we, and, uh, we drew up a play with um, probably like a minute, minute and a half left and went out there. And uh, it wasn't perfectly executed, but the from where we set up our guys, it ended up working out. Um, so that was really cool. Obviously, Cade's got a super hot stick all year long. He's Every time he touches a puck, it goes in. So um, props to him. I mean, his, his, yeah. work ethic, his work ethic is second to none. So if there's any kid that's deserving of that, it's him 100%. So getting him out there and having him around the net with that hot stick, it's a recipe for success. Yeah, I think uh, there was a uh, – I had it saved as a highlight. It didn't make our highlight episode. Um, but I want to say it was an early December game uh, where Cade got the puck in the zone and – he dangled it. I want to say it was against Utah, and he literally dangled it from the left of the ice all the way to the right of the ice, dancing around outliers, if it was, in fact, the outliers. For some reason, I'm thinking it was. 
and then managed to finally get the puck free, I think, to Washko, and Washko buried it. But the whole play was just Herrera. Um, just It was so impressive to just see him just maintain the puck, keep control, get around the players, keep it in the zone, um, and just that was such a dominating, dominating play. I got a new computer, otherwise I'd pull up my highlights thing. I got to sign into it now. But um, <laughs> try to figure out what team he was playing because I keep a record of all of it. Um, just because I'm a crazy person, I'm gonna do a highlights episode. Uh, listener surprise highlights episode for the Mountain Division uh, is gonna come up here towards the end of the season for like the top ten or fifteen or whatever we decide. Um, and that one won't make it. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll still put a thing out there so people can see what was saved throughout the year. I have video times from the games and everything, so people can go out to hockey TV and and check that stuff out. Cause right. I'm not I'm not paying to download games. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could get expensive real quick. I'm just hoping eventually Hockey TV, if you're listening to sponsor um, so that I can just download clips as I need to to put, you know, put these uh, these games out here, or these highlights out here and, and give these kids the uh, the attention they deserve, because there's some really, really strong talent, not only uh, in the USPHL around right now, but with the Ogden Mustangs. Uh, you guys have a lot of really good talent on the roster this year. Yeah, yeah, we're we're happy with it for sure. It's we're a competitive team every night. We just the battle for us is consistency. So yeah. they always give an effort. It's just a matter of executing. So, but it's, yeah. it's been a good year so far, and we're happy to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, and I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, we can head towards the playoffs, playing our best hockey. Uh, that's the goal. You know, it's not really how you start. It's how you finish. Uh, we started great, but we, you know, need to finish great. And I'm excited to see us head towards nationals this year. And I liked what Brendan, me and Brendan were talking before we uh, killed this bonus episode. Um, I like Brent. I don't know if he came up to proposal or something that talked about, but I still think it's a massive injustice that the mountain division, considering the other opponents out there only gets one bid um, for the nationals. And right now, even the Pacific, only gets one bid and uh he had mentioned he's like well i think it would be fine he's like yes the winners of those divisions automatically they they get their bid to nationals he's like but uh he's like i think a great um a great thing they could do for the mountain and pacific division is let the teams that lost uh to the team that advanced to face off against each other so the mountain division second place and the pacific second place would face off for the third bid between the two uh, divisions. And I'm like, that would be nice to have three bids come out of the Pacific. And especially, I think the Pacific's growing next year as well. And it'd be nice to get a third bid coming out of the Mountain Pacific. Because um, last year, all five teams in the Mountain Division were so good. And you didn't know who was going to win each night. Um, it was a nail-biter. Each game just seemed to be a nail-biter, which makes really exciting hockey. And I think that's yeah. the difference with with the Mustangs entering the USPHL now um, is they were really, really dominant in the WSHL um, and the USPHL is a different level and really exciting hockey with the way the USPHL, um, I guess is divided up and such and, and the competition between the mountain division teams last year. And uh, yeah, it's just, just disappointing. We only get to send, one team out, but I think it's good for the fan bases, especially Ogden. Um, 
it was always fun to go to games when I was there before, but when when we'd be up like fourteen one, your give a shit ratio during the game wasn't there. You, you you didn't care if they scored, you didn't care if we scored. It was a blowout. And, yeah, uh, that, yeah, that doesn't make for good competitive hockey. I think no. that what what this league has done and and now that the division that we have, it makes for you know like you said. Like every every shot matters, every save matters, yeah. every goal matters. You know, every win is huge. So, um, like it makes it a little bit. It's more competitive, way yeah. more competitive. And, and earning, you know, a, a twenty win or a thirty win season is a huge accomplishment um, in our in our tough division. So, um, I, like I think people are starting to see that. It might take a year or two for everyone to recognize it, but you yeah, know, I think. Last year, early on, people didn't recognize that. Um, it took a while. It, you know, it was growing pains with the fa- with the fans here for them to understand that the level of hockey's a step higher. Yeah. Um, and that every team is very, very competitive on a nightly basis. Yeah, and it was I think between COVID and the the fact that the fans had to get used to the fact that the Mustangs weren't going to be destroying teams seventeen one anymore. I think it's actually from what I can see on TV is increased the crowd. Um, people want competitive hockey. Um, Cause I did have friends come with me during games when they were in the WSHL and um, they'd come to a game here and there, but they're like, yeah, you know, there was no blowouts are only fun. If I sometimes, even if you're on the team that's blowing out the other team, that's not that fun. <laughs> you know, it's a, you know, you, you want to feel into the game the whole time. You want to have that passion the whole time. You want the fans to be at the edge of their seats and, and what they were able to do with the USPHL last year and what the Mustangs were able to pull off in the whole mountain division. Um, it was just they, the games are so good to go to. And even this year, watching the games on when I wake up now, uh, usually by candlelight because it's always dark here. So that's how I watch <laughs> games now. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning, candles all around. I've got my cup of coffee and I'm doing my best not to shout at the TV because I have been I have been yelled at for that already. Um, but the, yeah, when you see a player not do something you want them to do or make a mistake or score a great goal, I can't not vocalize that towards the television. And uh, right. I've got yeah, I've gotten better not doing that here. Um, yeah, you know, happy wife, happy life. So that's, that's right. <laughs> But yeah, Kenny, uh, we do appreciate you jumping on. Um, this is a fun episode. Um, so for all you listeners that are still listening to this bonus episode, uh, you know, you're already listening to it. So thank you. But um, yeah, this episode will drop likely on the 27th of January, uh, around 730 ish in the morning, Mountain Standard Time. Um, if you need me to send you anything um, to give it a listen beforehand, let me know. But uh but yeah, it's that's when I plan to drop it. I'll. It's good thing is I've got seven hours on a train to Berlin. Well, I got to transfer like twice, but uh, um, I'll have seven hours of editing time. So this edit will probably be done before I even reach Hamburg. Um, and then uh, yeah, at the the episode will be ready to go live on Thursday the twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Just when you're done editing it, uh, if you want to send it over to me, and I'll give it a good uh once through and let you know what we see cool perfect all right all right well, well thanks for jumping on today and yeah absolutely yeah and again thanks for jumping on and then good luck with the uh you guys are going to noco this weekend right right 
yeah, they've uh they took out Pueblo in three straight. Um, they're they're coming on strong as of late, real too. So that'll be a those will be some fun, good games to watch as well. Yep, yep. No, it's gonna be good competitive hockey. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be great. All right, you have a good one, Kenny. All right, thank you so much for the time. All right, thank you. Yep. See ya.